0: Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On the Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning and welcome to On the Pace. I'm Michael Guerin with you for the next half an hour or so to talk all things harness racing predominantly in New South Wales. And on behalf of the harness racing community in New South Wales, we'd like to thank all the Sky Sports Radio listeners for sticking with us and your investment and your interest. And what's been a very interesting year, and a year that has ended with the highlight of the Inter Dominions returning home to New South Wales. By the way, later on the show, Matthew Rue. Matt Rue's going to join us from up Bathurst Way. He won the feature race last night, and he didn't just win it. He absolutely destroyed them with 4.08. We'll be talking to him about 10 to 11. But... As mentioned, it's been one hell of a year for harness racing and, of course, for the state, the country and the world with what's been going on. John Dumasie has been the man charged with keeping harness racing going in New South Wales during this time. John, a belated Merry Christmas to you, compliments of the season, and thank you for joining us this morning.
1: Merry Christmas, Mick, and Merry Christmas to all your listeners and all the harness racing fraternity. In fact, all the racing fraternity um but when you say i i was in charge yes i was just uh the person out front of a a very big team of people that um have led us through these last 12 months especially with the the daunting task of COVID.
0: well john had things not kept going and racing had stopped and it hadn't worked and people weren't getting paid you would have got blamed so we're willing to give you the praise for it john because you would have been the one on the other end of the stick had it not worked out well
1: Ah oh, yes, but someone has to be out front. But but Michael, when we when we looked at um, it, it was a very much a team effort: um, trainers, drivers, owners, participants, administrators, our COVID management team. Um, we met rather.
0: Okay, just seems we lost John for a second there. So after managing to keep things going for 2021, uh, his phone's finally given out. But I'm sure he'll be back with us in a second because I want to get some of the thoughts of John uh, on behalf of Harness Racing New South Wales for what they made of 2021 and what we have planned for 2022. Because as we all know, it's been a very unusual time. But Harness Racing New South Wales has been able to increase stakes during that time. Change the feature race calendar and put on an inter Dominion, which is no small deal. John, thank you for rejoining us. These things can happen with live radio shows. I was just saying to our listeners, uh, it's been such an unusual year. Now it's coming to an end. How would you sum it up, not from a COVID point of view, but that's part of the picture, from Harness Racing New South Wales point of view, and for the industry in the state of New South Wales? How would you sum up what was able to be achieved in 2021?
1: Oh, what was able to be achieved was, was, and I keep on talking about a team effort, what I, what was able to you know, really achieve was the continuance of racing. Um, through anything challenge that was thrown at people, it certainly, uh, and our participants, it certainly shone through that everyone was willing to, to go with the flow, and the flow sometimes was a little bit tough, a little bit draconian, from our point of view, with what we asked people to do. But we we got into that into dominion and uh, eventually it was postponed from 2020 and and everyone lifted, everyone lifted. And I must say the end result, we couldn't have been uh, more enthusiastic about what we saw. Um, Put the controversies controversies aside, what we saw was everyone pitching in and and enjoying harness racing uh, as we best see it. And when we got the coverage on Sky Thoroughbred Central, That lifted us again. Um, It it was directed to an audience that loves racing, whether it be thoroughbred racing or harness racing, they just love racing. So we we got full exposure there.
0: John, is the state for harness racing in a strong position at the moment?
1: Uh, Extremely strong, uh, Michael. I can see uh, in the new year we'll, we'll have further enhancements, whether it be in prize money, whether it's in breeding incentives, uh, whether it's in new races, we will see that in 2020. Or, um, and, and that's because the board of Harness Racing, uh, they're not looking at um, the instant future. They're looking at one year, two years, three years. They're looking well down the track because whatever we do must be sustainable. So if we introduce something, we can't just put it out there and take it away. So the board is looking at that. I, I had a meeting with the clubs uh, only a week or so back and I asked them... To put their collective thoughts together and let us know where they think we can take the industry. Now, we've got to be very careful with that because some people look at it just as, what can I do or what can I get for myself? But we're looking at an industry at large that um, everyone must share t- between. From the from the, the hobbyist, the very, very l- small hobbyist that has one or two horses or even less, just wants to be an enthusiast, right up to the people that uh, are, are the major breeders and, and the winners of the big race.
0: John, we've seen huge changes to the feature race calendar for a couple of different reasons. Obviously, the season has actually changed to be a year-by-year season, but of course, COVID impacted it last year in particular. Are the current dates we have now four races, for example, Chariots of Fire, the Oaks, the Derbies, these races which are now earlier, a lot earlier in the season because the season starts in January, uh, and races like the Breeders' Challenge, which moved from mid-year to an October slot, are they sitting in stone now, or is there still movement around those to be done?
1: Well, there always can be movement, but uh, at the end of the day, whether it's uh, a calendar year season or the, the old season of, of September through to end of August, the same number of races must be um, fitted into that that calendar. So where they are now is more than likely where they'll stay, but it'll it'll come to, is there a better spot for them? If there is a better spot for them, how does that conflict with Races in other states because harness racing has to be presented on a national stage. Uh, We don't wish to clash um, with each other. We want to um, promote the sport and and show the sport to a a wider audience, but clashes don't help. Um, Are they set in stone? I would say yes, but there could be, there could easily be movement where movement for the sake of it is only for the improvement of the sport.
0: John, we heard last week out of New Zealand they have launched Harness Racing's first major type of a slot race. The the top up from the club is not enormous, but it is now a nine hundred thousand dollars slot race in April. Do Harness Racing New South Wales have interest or any goals to hold one of those in the state?
1: Well, we we have to look at where we can go, and um, all all credit to H uh, R N Z and the Cambridge Club. For what they're doing in New Zealand, uh, we've got to be careful that we don't um, we don't have conflicts across between Australia and New Zealand. But Harness Racing Australia certainly will be looking at um, a a slot type race. Uh, they only have to work with the funding mechanism, how they get the funding. Um, as I understand it, it will be a two million dollar race. Uh, it'll have slot holders, so that they'll pay a, a fair portion of that two million dollars. But we have to come up with a funding level, or they do. That's uh, satisfactory to all stakeholders, and that does not diminish uh, what uh, the everyday race race um, participant, or the everyday what they actually get out of the races, and that's in in base prize money. And in New South Wales, we'll carefully look at that. We will not uh, diminish what um, what the base prize money is uh, just for the sake of a major race.
0: Would you like to see a $2 million slot race at Menangle if, in fact, that was deemed one of the, the best places to have it? Obviously, it's the biggest track in Australia, so I presume it's the place they would like to go.
1: Well, I'll put my parochial hat on. If, if this is going to be, uh, well, at the highest prize money race in, in the world, uh, and, and therefore the best prize money in the ra- world, it can only be held at the best track that has, um, you know, it's at 1,400 metres. It gives every horse a chance. Uh, if, if they're competitive, um, it has the best facilities, uh, across the board, whether it's in respect of the, um, public facilities or the, or the, where we can, we can actually house the horses. And when I say about house the horses, I'm talking about in New South Wales, the integrity measures that we take with the retention barn. All that does is present to everybody that's in those races the level playing field. So everybody's there for whatever period it is. And they take it forward. So, yes, a two million dollar race must be held in the um, in, at the best facility, and Menangle is by far the best facility across Australia.
0: I thought you might say that, John. Uh, you talk about stakes know. levels. And I did. You, know you say they're going to? Well, they have gone up, John.
1: Uh, yeah, they have gone up. <laughs> the stakes yeah. levels have gone up in New South Wales.
0: But, will they um, continue to go up, John?
1: Yeah, yes, they will continue to go up.
0: Okay, when when would we expect? I know there's been an announcement about next season, and obviously the levels between A's and B's is getting smaller, which is fantastic. What's the what's the plan? What's the three year plan for stakes in New South Wales at that level? Because I think we both know that the good horses get well enough looked after.
1: Well, um, we put out a strategic plan, um, and, and it wasn't a plan full of motherhood statements. It was full of. Um, uh, goals and objectives that had to be reached by a certain period. Uh, the prize money for base um, levels has already been reached, uh, and we've got uh, uh, two years to go. So we can only go further forward with that. It was—it's pleasing that on, on from January one, uh, we'll be racing for basically nine thousand and seven thousand for our base prize money. And Menangle has just improved their midweek prize money to ten thousand. So they're—they're they're real good prize money races. Uh, and that's the majority of the races. Two thirds of the races are, are for that sort of money. So, and above that, um, we've got the Menangle Metropolitan Prize money and the feature races that many of the clubs um, work hard to value add to those the base levels. So, that is where we're heading to. Yes, um, the other feature races, the Derby's two hundred thousand, the Oaks is two hundred thousand. They're all at the highest level in Australia. So we need we need to build um, from the bottom up. That's the philosophy of harness racing. You- and as I said, the, uh, the board will be looking at what is sustainable uh, going forward, not just one off hits uh, because boards change. It's about what the following board can, uh, can actually deliver uh, through funding.
0: So John, a really positive 2021 during an incredibly challenging period for everybody listening to the show and probably everybody on earth, to be honest. What about 2022? If you could wave a magic wand and have one thing change or be better or improve in harness racing, what would you like that to be?
1: One thing I'd like to see is, is those few people, and very few people, that look at the negative rather than the positive. You need to look at the positive, find the positive, and take it forward. Well, the positives are everyone pitching in together. And, and, and as I said earlier, um, I, we spoke to the clubs a couple of weeks ago about putting their thinking hats on and, and coming up with what we can do to improve prize money but not be looking at it from the vested side of it. And and that's also how we spread it around everyone, but for the betterment of the industry. I I can see that we we certainly need to make improvements in field size as they've slipped back a a little bit. So how do we achieve that? And how do we deliver to participants? You know, I'd like to see a horse um, getting a run as best as possible every week if that's what the trainer or the owner wants to do. How do we do that? Well, we need to put our uh, thinking uh, caps on and work out how we do. Now, we can't overstretch it and put on too many race meetings because then it falls off again. So it's about everyone working together, forget to the negativity and take it forward and bring in more prize money, more breeders' incentives, and see what we can do in 2022.
0: John, New South Wales, and in fact, many other parts of the world, are obviously going through an unusual time now with Omicron on the shores and, and a lot of numbers coming through, even if they are not equating to. An enormous amount more hospitalizations how is that affecting harness racing and do you expect it to be a factor in harness racing over the next couple of weeks and i'm not talking about for individuals but i'm talking about for strategic planning are we any chance of seeing returns to regional racing and those type of things because of this
1: well no i don't think regional racing will come back um, what we're seeing at is and and this is This is a a worldwide approach to um, herd immunity uh, with the COVID uh, uh, virus. Um, The pandemic will will go on, um, that's obvious. But what we're seeing now with these little spot fires is is looking after each other and protecting one another, uh, making a sensible choice with what you do. Um, uh, Yes, we've just reintroduced masks in New South Wales, but, um, you know, we we had masks in, in restricted areas or confined areas uh, before that came back in, and, and there was some pushback on that, but but it's about thinking thinking longer term and taking it forward. Uh, as I said, it's uh, the spot fires if, if the participants uh, seriously think about um, what their situation is and look look out for others and protect those. I I'm sure we can keep working forward and get getting through this. Yeah, there'll be some inconvenience in some places. There'll be horses withdrawn from races. There'll be drivers changed from. From horses, etc., etc. But um, if we work together, ever, we will keep going and we won't lose race meeting.
0: John, you've been a great friend to the show uh, this year, and it's been an unusual year. There's been good news Mondays and bad news Mondays, but It's been a hell of a season to have an inter-dominion come back to New South Wales, mate. To you and all your team, um, we appreciate all you do to keep the industry ticking over. And, mate, we're looking forward to to more good news and more promotion of the industry in 2022 here from the team at Sky Sports Radio.
1: And it certainly will. Uh, The Miracle Mile Carnival's on our doorsteps. The Carnival Cups races around all the clubs are uh, are in full swing now. Um, The one thing, um, we look forward to a very prosperous new year and a, and a new year full of positivity, and that's that's what will carry us through, as it has in the past.
0: Sure will, John. Thank you very much for your time, mate. Uh, have a great new year. That's John Dummerzy. He's the boss of Harness Racing New South Wales. Good to get the the end of year wrap to see what it all means and what we made of it all, and more importantly what's going to happen heading forward. Of course, we do have some issues with Omicron, but as John said, at this stage, no plan to return to regional racing, so that's that's absolutely crucial. One man will be happy about that is our next guest, Matt Roo. Matt, that's good news. That means no regional racing. So if you want to turn up at Menangle with your mate 408, you can, because the way he won the Shirley Turnbull Memorial last night, Matt, you must be awfully, awfully happy this morning.
2: Yeah, that, that's for sure, mate. It was a huge thrill. And, um, yeah, I think all around the horse really deserved a win, to be honest with you. So... Um, but yeah, that, that is great news. I was actually a little worried as to what the near future held for him. I was sort of thinking that we might be in regional racing again and that would uh, sort of affect us a fair bit. But um, no, that, that's great news. And, and the main thing is all the best to everyone down in that area and, and hope everyone's doing fine.
0: Made up your way, because obviously Bathurst raced last night. The Shirley Turnbull Memorial must be one of the races alongside obviously the Gold Crown type races, which... Everybody wants to win the most. You put 19 metres on them last night, and I reckon you put 19 metres on them, Matt, in the space of about 180 metres.
2: Yeah, that, that's right. He's got a devastating sprint when he's been tucked away on the rail like that, and the way the race had been run, it was a, a very solid lead for him for the conditions we were racing in last night, and then they kept a solid tempo up, and um, I was just tucked away there, done no work, and just fresh legs on the scene when we turned behind and he's it, done it so many times here at this track. he can he can put them away quick and he just knows where that line is he can really keep running through it strong and at the end of 2700 he was you know as strong as an ox really
0: But you were fortunate enough and skilled enough to win a miracle mile as a driver very early in your career um, different type of thing when you train a horse, though, isn't it? Because you obviously trained this horse and he's your mate and you've spent a lot of time with him. He's eight years old now. It must have been incredibly satisfying last night on a, on a different type of level to winning a Miracle Mile.
2: Yeah, it sure was. And a lot of people have asked, you know, where does it sit? Like, there'll there probably never be nothing that'll, that'll quite um, measure up to that, uh, you know, Miracle Mile when it was unexpected and it, it was just a huge thrill to be in the race and uh, to win it was just something else. But that that last night was the closest thing I've had to it because, you know, yeah, it's only a $50,000 race, this and that, but it was it was super because being a local, you know, person and things like that and, and being good friends with the family, it just made it even better and, and just the fact of what horse it was, it, it was a an enormous thrill and, yeah, I, do, I still can't believe it now, but it was... um. A, huge thrill anyway
0: and Matt the horse didn't go to the Inter Dominions, was there a reason you didn't want to attack the series which has just finished?
2: Yeah so he ended up making the final spot um, of the nominations there um, but the day after the final uh, acceptance has got done I just sort of wasn't happy with him and we just got some veg to go over him and we decided that we would needed to do some work on him and I didn't really want to be taken a spot of someone else in the series that had a, a fit and healthy horse ready to go when I thought, you yeah, know, maybe my guy was only about 70%. So, you yeah, know, it was disappointing at the time, um, especially having a heat run up here at Bassist would have been a, a great thing to be a part of. Uh, but we took him out. Uh, like I said, it was disappointing, but it was the right thing to do for our horse and the next person in line. So, yeah. Um, but he probably wouldn't have won last night if he had went through the series because, um, like a few of them horses there that finished behind him last night, have been in that series and they may have been a length of turn behind their best, and probably because of they'd been through such a, a grueling month, you know.
0: You also drove two other winners last night: Met um, Dodie's daughter, um, one of the second on the card, and I quite like the horse you drove for Jack Trainer in race four, like Beach. Um, looks a pretty decent type of a horse, one the McCarthy Memorial. Um, horse with a future?
2: Yeah, i got no doubt. He did struggle a little bit around the band last night. He got in a little bit, put in a couple of funny steps, and I, I think when he gets to the an angle he'll be even better. And I don't think Jack's had the horse too long either, so he'll learn a bit more about him as he goes. And I think he'll definitely go through his Metropolitan classes for sure. He's got gauge speed, he's got strength and um he ran good time there last night on a only factory truck, so I think he's a, a quality poster for sure.
0: Well, Matt, a lot of people have a bit of time off this time of year. You're not one of them. You're heading back to Bathurst on Wednesday night to, uh, to drive five or six horses. But what you will know, Matt, is that people like to have a drink around this time of the year, plenty of us, and they need some money, Matt. So can you possibly tip us into a winner on Wednesday night because if we collect it on Thursday, then we can spend it on Friday.
2: Yeah, I haven't had uh, a great look over the field on Wednesday yet. Um, I think...
0: Give me one
2: second there. I think... Uh, You're have, driving um,
0: Warra, Warra dairy I thought it'd be hard to beat, mate.
2: Yeah, it's doing bad, but it, it, it's run... It's probably going better than it looks, so it does like to be in front and up outside the leader. There'll be a definite um, chance from there, just to depend on whether it does too much work to get there, but it is knocking on the door and it's got to win, win very close.
0: Mate, congratulations on last night, mate. Um, you've had a an, an amazing year, strike rate wise. Do you feel like you're you're seeing them well? Like drivers sometimes feel like they are in the zone, and other times you don't. Um, does a, winning the feature race last night by 19 meters put you in that zone? Yeah,
2: probably, probably nothing better to put you in the zone, I suppose. But I, probably, I do feel like I've, I've yeah, going through a bit of a run at the moment. But in saying that, I probably felt, say, two months ago, I was a little bit. You know, half a second behind so to speak so, um, and it, sometimes you don't really know what, what the difference is but um, yeah I probably thought I was a bit off the ball there for a while but at the moment I feel yeah, pretty good again and um, yeah hopefully some more success can keep following on with that.
0: With 4.08 what's the plan Matt do you take him to angle and give him a spin around in a couple of the group threes or, or would you even consider... Maybe a Newcastle Mile type race? Is it worth rolling the dice at that level just once?
2: Yeah, look, it would be, but it, it'll all depend on um, what what's going on at the time. sort thought at that stage in his career, now it's sort of not much use in holding him off and setting him for things like that. I think just keeping going, strike while the iron's hot, so to speak. And if he's still going good when them races roll around, um, most definitely have a go at it. Uh, Newcastle Mile is something that I've thought about it couple of years in a row with him but things haven't quite worked out but if things are lining up uh coming into it we'll give him a go and there's no doubt that he'll, he'll perform well and but yeah just in the near future he will just head back to menangal and it'll probably be quite a month there at menangal while uh mccarthy and grimson sort of top liners might be having a bit of a up. we might be able to earn a bit of money while the big guns are out so to speak
0: Mate, talk to us about the victory salute last night. Last question before we let you go. Um, it was a pretty decent victory salute. You had a while to think about it. Yeah,
2: it was a bit over the top, to be honest with you. But I, I guess it just all comes down to just what the horse means to me. I guess he's a, he's done a lot for me in his career. And um, I'd probably do it again today, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a bit carried away. But, it's yeah, mate, there's the hours that we all put into this sport and there's a lot of disappointments along the way too if you can't get excited about a win well, you're doing it for the wrong reasons so that's pretty much what it comes down to
0: Matt, I love a good victory salute I'm a huge fan I don't think you should get fined for them I think you should get paid to do them, mate Congratulations on winning the Shirley Turnbull last night, buddy We're all for you
2: Thank you very much, good on you, mate.
0: Okay, that's Matt Rue who had a real buzz last night. If you're, if you're sitting at home and you're a little bit bored before you start, you're punting for the day. Jump on harness.org.au. The horse won by 19 metres and it wasn't in front at the top of the straight. So it put 19 metres on them in the space of 200 metres at Bathurst to probably 180. Um, we are heading to Bankstown today. Bankstown kicks off the first of the harness at 121. That's... An afternoon harness racing meeting for New South Wales. Head to Maitland tomorrow. They have heats of the city pace. And as you heard, Matt Rue and plenty of others back at Bathurst on Wednesday night. We love bringing you uh, the harness updates on this, on Sky Sports Radio, I should say. The harness updates every Monday with On The Pace. It's our last On The Pace for the year of the big long ones. But we'll be back plenty of times this week. Brittany Graham, myself, and of course for winners, on friday with luke and dave so we're looking forward to keeping you up to speed on all things harness racing for now though we'll take a break come back on the other side plenty of racing coming up on sky sports Radio.
1: mum what's the best thing about the end of this year it's over okay what's the second best thing the bingley end of year stock tech sale yes fridges ovens washers computers tvs everything it's great way to finish the year on a low you mean a high mum no, on low prices. Well, say that. I did. The best bargains of the year at our end of year stocktake sale. On now at Bingley. Australian family owned for over 60 years.